everybody. It is May 2020, May 3rd to be exact, 2020. And you know what that means. Another episode of Why in the Sky with myself, Crystal Sun, and who we got? This is Reverend Sean Wells Goldman, aka Shaman Hands. How you guys doing out there? Yes, how are you guys doing out there? Um, I know that it has been an interesting last couple of months. <laughs> um, but you know what's so funny? Y'all have been so like faithful to Why in the Sky. Like it's so funny, y'all be sending me messages and DMs and texts talking about like, okay, we waiting, we waiting for the next month's Why in the Sky. <laughs> I, I bet they are. Man, so that that definitely feels good. I'm very glad to know that what we're what we're doing is making an impact. And you know, as long as you guys are continuing to support you know we'll continue to put the why in the skies out there so yes we are ready um and between myself and uh shaman hands <laughs> i have to say that may's um episode is pretty straightforward it's probably one of it the is most extremely straightforward right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let y'all be uh we'll let y'all be the ones to determine whether y'all like the fact that it's straightforward or not um i got some intense stuff to talk about so i'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit back and let Chrysalis do her thing, and I'm gonna do my best not to jump in because when when I when it is my turn, I got a lot to say. Right, which is interesting because for one, I don't see as many circles on on the uh, on the calendar as, but the circles I do see have they look like little whirlpools. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of circles and circles and circles, and um, and interesting enough, he's got like a fourth of a page of notes, which I don't know whether to be excited or concerned about. So. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll I'll save it for my turn to explain why that is. Okay, so yes, we are <laughs> looking forward to May's episode, and we'll get right into it. So, what do we have for the tarot pool for the month of May? Um, like I said, it is straightforward as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and just to kind of put it out there, um. The main theme is there's two main themes. Um, well, a few main themes for the month of, of May. <laughs> One is separation, and I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later. There's gonna be a theme of separation um, and and upset in relationships. So just be prepared for that, and I'll explain that when I get through um, the cards. Because this is a specific card that showed up that will will detail that. The other theme is interactions with people is going to be a major theme this month. Um, and this is the month of characters. So dealing with a bunch of different characters, but also character development. So those are the main themes for this month. Something else I noticed too, which was interesting, was that for this this month's pool, there weren't a lot of major arcana cards. There was mostly minor arcana cards. And I actually like when minor arcana cards show up in in majority in a reading because the minor arcana is what we deal with on a mundane level. It is our, the physical plane. The minor arcana is pretty much what we have more control over. So anytime there is a majority of minor arcana cards in a reading, it lets me know and it lets you know the who I'm doing the reading for know that you have a little bit more control of what the outcomes this month um, or you know during you know. If it's a regular reading, you know that during that period of time in question, you have more control over the outcome. 
But that control is contingent upon how you handle your current situation or how you handle whatever other cards are showing up. So with that being said, this is a month where we have a lot more say-so over outcomes. It is directly tied to our own behavior as well as how we interact with others, which for those, you know, if you, if you have an issue with people, if you, if you don't get along with people or you're having some people problems, this month may be a challenge for you. Um... Or if you were not working on your character development, this month will be an issue for you. But, um, you know, this has been the month that I'm seeing that we got a little bit more, more, more say so. So let me get into the cards that showed up. So the first card that showed up for this month is the Page of Pentacles. And Pentacles is an earthly card. It's, it's And I've mentioned this before in previous Wine in the Skies when Pentacles have showed up. Pentacles is specifically about finances, resources, money. So the page of pentacles showed up. And so here's the thing. This is where I talk about characters, right? In a uh, tarot deck with the minor arcana, it's set up like a regular deck of cards. So you've got ace to 10, and then you've got uh, the jack. Page, well, it would be Jack, King, and Queen in a normal deck. But in a tarot deck, you've got the page, the knight, the king, and the queen. When you get to the, the character cards, the, the, the court cards is what they're called, you get into certain personality types or you've got, you get into stages of the development in regards to that particular suit. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because the page is the baby of the court cards. The page is the adolescent that's just turning 13 that is, you know, going through puberty and all the weird shit that goes along with puberty, um, but is the, the beginning stages of development or mastery in regards to that particular suit. So now we're talking about a page and a suit of pentacles, meaning the the beginning stages of development when it comes to money and resources. So the idea of the page of pentacles is about turning your dreams into reality. So, you know, we've been dreaming, we've been planning, we've been putting certain, you know, things into perspective. We've been coming up, you know, setting our goals. We've been coming up with our plans. Now we're starting to see the stages of, um, or the first signs of the year where we actually start taking action on those dreams. The page of pentacles brings an energy of motivation, headstrong, being headstrong and stubbornness, which is connected to, you know, a very well-known zodiac that is known for being stubborn and headstrong, but also, you know, very much in, in the material plane. Um, I'll talk, you know, I guess Shaman has to talk about our, our lovely bulls. <laughs> oh, yes. To talk about the bulls, but... You know, this is where the energy of Taurus is is showing up as characters or characteristics or character development for this month. The Page of Pentacles also represents new beginnings, creative projects, and ventures. So this is where you start taking more consideration into your your the things that you're wanting to start, those things that you've been planning and putting um, structures in place and foundations in place over the last four or five months, right? The Page of Pentacles brings manifestation, financial opportunity, but it's also about skill development. So this is where we get into where I spoke about, you know, um, one aspect of character development, which is honing your skills. So whatever it is that you're wanting to do in regards to this project or these this business you want to start or this new endeavor, 
Think about the skill that you need in order to be able to manifest that. Do you need to take a class? Do you need to get a certification? Do you need to read a couple books? Are you already in the field, but you need to brush up because it's been a while? These are all things to take in consideration with, with the Page of Pentacles showing up. Mm. Um, but the biggest point of the Page of Pentacles is creating with focused attention and action. So this is not the month for no airy Gemini shit or <sighs> airy. I love y'all Libras, but y'all, you know, take forever and you, you can't make up your minds and y'all airy. You know, this is not the time. <laughs> we can make up our mind. Hold on now. Uh, it, it takes forever for you to make your mind, but when you do, that's it. But what my point is, it's not the time for airiness. It's time for creating with focused attention and action, um, discipline. So this is the the last few months where we've been talking about honing your discipline and putting your structures in place. This is the month where you start start actually um, putting those into action now. Okay, but also you want to keep in mind the negative attributes of the page of, of pentacles, which is lack of progress, procrastination and, and needing to learn from failure. So if you've had situations in the past where you've tried to start something, you tried to uh, start a project, a business and you failed and, you know, it's, it's a lesson that needed to be learned. But the point is, is that if this. What is if you're really tuned into what it is that you need to do in your destiny, a few failures are not going to matter. So if you, the point basically, what I'm saying is that if you are, if you have a specific destiny that you are connected to and you've tried it and you failed, pick up the pieces, pick yourself up, start again, and learn from the lessons of that failure. But don't let it deter you from progressing or actually manifesting that that goal, that dream. I see you. You want to say something? Because you, <laughs> I see you trying hard not to, but I see you over there. I'm going to defend my Libra people. <laughs> but I'm going to do it later when it's my turn. <laughs> but I'm going to throw that in there. Because mm. we are highly misunderstood. Not for someone who was raised by a Libra and who's 70% of her family is oh Libras. <laughs> I understand Libra energy very well. You do. I'll give you that. But I'm still going to defend us. Because <laughs> that's what Libras do. Because that's what Libras do. <laughs> <laughs> so the next character showing up is the Page of Cups. Now, I find this very interesting that you got a page of pentacles and you got a page of cups showing up in the same reading. And so remember when I spoke about development in the suit? So cups represents water, emotions, intuition, creativity, dreams. Um, so now you've got the page, the adolescent of cups, emotions, you know, intuition, all that showing up in this reading. The Page of Cups is all about emotional fertility, and, and that's a very interesting word choice. Um, what that means is that it is about how our emotions make our manifestations or fertilize our, our manifestations, how our emotions help our manifestations to grow. So that's the reason why the Page of Cups is such an important aspect or character of this month, um, because it's the emotional equivalent to the Page of Pentacles. Now, we understand that with the Page of Pentacles, you know, it's, it's you have someone who is an, an injury of just, you know, being very practical, very um 
strong work ethic, all about just the physical realm and, you know, making things happen. Um, but you will also understand that when you have somebody that's too logical and too, uh, practical, too focused on uh, material things, there's an imbalance that happens. And a lot of times those people can't really fully create things. It's when those people tap into their emotional aspects that they're able to bring that in and, and make their manifestations really flower. That's what the Page of Cups represents. So the Page of Cups represents creative opportunities. So you've got the Page of Pentacles that represents financial opportunities, but now you got the Page of, of Cups representing creative opportunities, intuitive messages, and, and limitless possibility. During this month, expect a new idea or opportunity to come out of the blue. But but trust it. Don't question it. It literally will come out the blue. It could be a dream. It could be somebody who calls you, you haven't talked to in years saying, Hey, let, you know, I had this idea for a business. Let's go into partnership together. It could be a job application you put in eight months ago that you just, just out of the blue, get an email saying, come in for an a, a, a interview. It'll be that type of thing happening. Um, but you, you're going to use your emotions to explore the possibilities and make the decisions. So this is where you integrate the page of cups with the page of pentacles, because yes, you want to be inspired. You want to have intuition, but you also want to have a little bit of groundedness with it. So use your emotions to decide whether or not your divine inspiration is something that you actually should move forward with. You do want to have a little bit of that page of pentacles energy within the realm of the intuition and, and, and the creativity. Now, of course, with characters, you've got the, the shadows as well as the light. So with the page of cups, the, not, the negative attributes are not trusting your intuition. So you really have to make sure that you are trusting your inner guide. You're trusting your ancestors, your spirit guides, whatever inner authority that you use that comes to you with that divine inspiration. You want to make sure you're trusting that at this time. The negative side of the page of cups is creative blocks. So if you are experiencing a block in your inspiration, then it's really important this month to do things that spark your creativity and spark your intuition. My point, though, specifically with the Page of Cups and Page of Pentacles is that this is where divine inspiration meets divine action. So it's not enough to only take action without being inspired. And it's not enough to be inspired without taking action. You have to integrate the two. And that's what this month of May is all about. So then we have another character mm. being introduced into this May uh, card pot, <laughs> the Queen of Cups. And so it's interesting that you have the Page of Cups and the Queen of Cups. You have the Page of Cups representing the, the beginning stages of, of the de character development in the realm of emotions. And then you've got the queen, who's the master. But the queen is the feminine mastery of emotions. A lot of times when the queen of cups shows up in readings, she represents Pi a Pisces woman or Piscean energy. Mm. So the one thing that came through with this particular card is for the month of May. And it's actually interesting that I realized it because May's Mother's, mother's Day happens in May. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking about that, too. It's important to check on your mothers this month. Spend time with your mothers. Um, very much so. Very, very, very much so. Spend as much time with your mothers. If you don't have your mother with you, um, say if she's passed away, do some 
you know, ancestor work, honoring her. Um, if you don't have a good relationship with your mother, work on healing that. Mother energy is very important for the month of May. Mm-hmm. Um, the other aspect too, though, that the Queen of Cups represents is mastery of emotions and nurturing your emotions. So, um, using your emotions as a divine guidance and not a distraction. So, if you recognize that you've just got some a lot of things going on with your emotions, which I can see things being heightened because we're still coming out of just the 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 collective energy of COVID nineteen and people's emotions are still like being um, influenced. Um, really take the time to to sit and take stock of your emotions, and um, really take the time this month to really master them. Meditation will be really important this month. Not reacting to things like allowing yourself to feel your emotions and and seeing and exploring them seeing what the deeper root is like why am i feeling this anger for no reason why do i want to cry just because somebody told me no or they didn't answer their phone or you know whatever random emotions we feel that come up that seem to be just not in alignment with the situation you know explore those don't just shove them down don't just ignore them but don't get too caught up in them either. Like start to really incorporate practices where you are observing your emotions from an objective, a neutral place. And you'll start to really see a lot of transformations. Um, It's very important to be compassionate, to incorporate self-care, self-love, and really, really work on any tendencies of codependency. Codependency is not what's it this month. Codependency is going to create a lot of issues with you and the people around you if you mm. don't work on, um, damn, I mean, I gotta say damn near eliminating them. Like you gotta really, really just cut codependent relationships, codependent emotions and codependent situations out of your, out of your, um, life right for the month of may and moving forward um the reason why is because of this last card which turned out to be the only major arcana card in the deck um no no it's not the last card it's the second to last card but the only major arcana card in the deck and that is the lovers the lovers showed up but the lovers. yes I just want to make sure that was clear. <laughs> Sorry. Because yeah. I know somebody heard that and was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. Not the last card of the deck. The last card of the pool. Thank the, you. No, the only major arcana card. Oh, yes. Okay. In the spread. Let me sip my tea. That's, I started going in and I lost myself. Mercury is a theme again, y'all. I'm going to be talking about it. Okay, yes. Yes, I'm going to make sure that's clear. The only major arcana card in this month's pool. There you go. Thank you. All right. Right, which was the lovers. However, the lovers showed up reversed. Mm, mm, man, look. And the lovers is connected to the planet Venus in the deck. Mm. But also, the lovers represent harmony, actual lovers and relationships. The lovers also represents balance between the divine masculine and the divine feminine. So because of this lovers reversed, this is saying that you are going to see a lack of harmony and balance within your relationships this month. So this is where we talk about the issues with your relationships for the month of May. It's very important for you to be mindful and to be cult, um, to cultivate your relationships, to, 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 
pay extra attention to your relationships this month. There's also a chance of a misalignment of values. So this is where you really make sure that your actions um, and your thoughts and your words and your deeds are all in alignment with your values. And remember, we've been talking about values since like December and January. So if it's been so long and so much has happened since then, you just forgot what your values are, and what, what intentions you set for the year, what your goals are, what's important. Now is the time to really reconnect with that because the moment you start acting out of alignment with your values is the moment that you are going to have blocks and manifesting what it is that you're trying to manifest. Mm. Mm. Also, something to keep in mind for this month is that the love is reverse represents a time where you are going to be out of sync with those around you. You're just going to have, you know, interruptions in, in vibration. You're just people that you usually sync with and you get along with you. They're just going to rub you the, the wrong way. Your roommate is just going to get on your nerves when normally they don't bother you. Your mate, you're going to want to, you know, not even be around them because they just looking at them just irks you. <laughs> you know, like it's just going to be this time this month where you're just going to not vibe. There's going to be a certain level of repelling going on between you and the people around you. Mm-hmm. The reason why this is coming up is because for the month of May, you're, you're going to have to take stock of your relationships. The only way that we really do that is when we start having issues in a relationship. We don't think about the problems in our relationship until the problems start showing up in our face. So there's going to be a, a, a certain uh, a, a shaking up of those relationships to force you to look at them. And the thing that you're going to be looking at is whether or not, one, you've outgrown those relationships, because if you have, you need to let go of them. You need to look at whether or not the, the relationships are balanced, if they're if they are reciprocal. You may be in relationships with people where the feelings are one-sided or what you do, you know, the actions are one-sided or the effort is one-sided. If that's the case, either work to write them in order to make them balance or let them go. The other thing is you may be in relationships that cause you to um, set aside your self-love and your self-respect. Look at those relationships, too, and let those go. This is where we get into the other card that showed up, which is the Three of Swords. Now, let's talk about the Three of Swords. Um, there are very few cards in the tarot deck that are that have a linear meaning, like meaning that regardless of what else is going on, this is just what it is, right? Um, one of them is the Ten of Swords. The other one is the Three of Swords. Now, whenever the Three of Swords shows up in a reading for a client, I have to be the one to tell them that somebody is cheating. Mm. I have to be the one to tell them that their relationship is on the verge of, of ending and breaking up, that there's a love triangle, that somebody ain't being faithful. Mm. It's not so it's not as awkward if the person I'm reading is the one that is actually doing the cheating. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit more devastating when it's their partner oh you, and they had God. no idea. So this is the energy that that is that the three of swords brings. OK. Love triangles, jealousy, separation, mm. sorrow, grief, heartbreak, and hurt. And this is the, the the right side up aspect of the three of swords. When it's reversed, it just means that you know all of this is going on. Shit has hit the fan and you are still in the relationship and the knife is going deeper into your heart. Mm. So that's the energy of the three of swords. This What this is means is this. This is... And a, a card that is a very straightforward card, and it means the same thing no matter what, 
in a pool for the month that has a, to deal with a lot of characters and people and a, a reading that has a lot to do with your relationships. What this is saying is that if you know that you're in a relationship, whether it's romantic, family, friends, job relationship, whatever, that is bringing you sorrow, grief, heartbreak, and hurt, it's, you got to cut it. It's the, this is the month to let those relationships go. A lot of times, too, with the Three of Swords is that we, those of us where, you know, who, where this card shows up for, we kind of already have an idea that the relationship is over. Like we kind of already have an idea that we're in, a, you know, a, a, a dynamic that is not for us. The other thing, too, I want to bring up with the Three of Swords is this idea of jealousy. So you, this means that there's likely to be people around you that are jealous of you, that don't have your best interests at heart, that don't want to see you succeed, that are secretly harboring jealous and envious thoughts towards you. If you suspect you have people around you like that, immediately cut them. The other thing, too, is going back to this idea of manifesting and putting things into action, keep your secrets. Don't tell people what you're doing. Don't tell people what your dreams are. Don't tell them what you're about to manifest because there's a heightened energy of jealousy going on right now. This is to be expected because right now we're coming out of like a major social and economic setback with COVID-19. A lot of people um, haven't been able to work. A lot of people don't have incomes. A lot of people are really struggling right now. But those of us who've been really putting in our work and, and, and who've prepared for this, we're thriving. So the fact that we're thriving and others are not can definitely create a sense of jealousy with, with the people around us. So with that being said, you have to be very careful because when people are in survival mode, they're not as kind. They're not as compassionate. And you kind of get to see, you know, where their, their, their feelings really lie. So just be mindful of that. If you have people where you feel jealousy from, immediately remove yourself from them because they will interfere with your ability to be able to um, manifest what you're trying to manifest. They'll also be the people that bring you the biggest problems with these relationship dynamics that we're seeing this month. Those will be the people that you have the most arguments with, the most discord, mm. the most distractions with. So that's my deep breath. That's what's going on for the tarot pool. <laughs> like I said, extremely straightforward. Ooh. Ooh. So I, at this time, am going to pass the baton over to Mr. Shaman Hands. Oh, my God. Because I saw him taking in his notes while I was speaking. The, the, the one-fourth of a page went down to about <laughs> uh, <laughs> three-fourths of a page now. <laughs> so I think I gave him a lot more to talk about. So I am going to go Ooh, ahead boy. and let Mr. Shaman Hands do his thing. Oh, boy. All right. So what what's going on, everybody? I'm I'm really over here just kind of um, once again in uh, in amazement. I'm just like shaking my head, rolling my eyes because I just can't tell y'all like how much it blows my mind. Like I. OK, let me let me take a deep breath here. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I just I gotta get my thoughts together because I like I want y'all to know like I did not share like when we get into this material with the with the planets what the planets are doing I did not I promise y'all I did not share this with Chrysalis prior to this right here like prior to her you know talking about what her tarot cards meant or any of that 
Um, it, it just blows my mind how spot on her stuff always is with what the planets are doing. Um, when she said, when she said the lover's card reversed, I almost walked out the room. He did. I saw. I was just like, oh my <laughs> god, like yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna get into that right here. Um, but first, I'm going to defend my Libra family. Oh my god. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna defend my Libras because. Okay, here's the thing. I I hear a lot of people talk about this all the time. I'm not saying it's completely off base. Okay, as far as the whole can't make a decision thing. All right. However. In defense of my Libras, and I know all my Libras understand this. This is why I'm stepping up for us. It's because it's not so much that we can't make a decision as much as people think. Yes, I'm admitting that that it may be a hint of that in there, but it's a little bit more. Uh, see, see, here she come, here she come. That's that's the perception outside of the Libra world. Thank you very much. What's really going on for those of us that are inside the Libra world and only us can because she's she ready to jump in already. Only only us can speak on this. Only Libras can speak on this part. The thing is, and, and y'all know the, the sign for Libra. What's the sign for Libra? The scales, right? So y'all are like, well, yeah, that you know, of course, y'all can't make a decision because y'all weighing things back and forth. Eh, not exactly. It's not it's not just that though. It's it's deeper than that. And really, honestly, I'm not going to be able to explain this in a way where a person who's not a Libra or doesn't have a lot of Libra in their chart is going to really feel me. Anyway, I'm just saying this to help shed some light. That's just, that's all I'm doing. Basically, what's going on is the way that our mind works. And I can definitely speak on this because I have tons of Libra in my chart. I got like five planets in Libra. So the way that our mind works is like we have so much information in our head from the perspective of that we can see both sides of an argument so for instance if, if a libra walks into a room and you got two people arguing like fiercely arguing and they're obviously on two completely different pages the libra all the libra has to do is listen for a few minutes and the libra can completely relate to either side of the argument i can defend you and i can defend who you arguing with like just as well as i can defend you so it's just the way that our perception works it's difficult to explain, y'all, but I know my Libras know what I'm talking about. But it's just that it's not so much that we have so much of an issue, not as much as people think in regards to us being able to make a decision. It's that we have, it's, you can think of it as like most people have one perspective. It's like we have two perspectives or, or really we have more than that. We got both perspectives of the argument and we got our own perspective coming in to to help the people settle the disagreement and bring peace to the situation. So I know they may go over a lot of people's head. I I just, you know, that's that's what I got for you. I, I ain't got time to get into it like I would want to. Because um, I got a lot to talk about. Um, that was definitely straightforward on Chrysalis's part with the cards. My piece is also very straightforward. But it's, in, it's pretty intense. So I'm actually going to, um, I'm going to do this a little different. Um, I know I've said that before. But this time, I, I mean it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this quite differently than any of the other Wine in the Sky broadcasts that we've done in the past because um, there's one major, major, major event that we got to talk about. I've talked about it. I brought it up in previous broadcasts, but we're here now. It's This is it. It's The event is in May, and um, I need as much time as I can to talk about that one event. So I am going to, you know, fly through the, the rest of the stuff, you know, 
somewhat like I normally do, but I'm going to just skim over like a lot of that. I'm going to give you all the dates and times and tell you all like what the alignment is. But on the, for the most part, for the entire month, you're just going to have to go look that stuff up if you're interested in, um, in seeing what the extra stuff is that I'm giving you, like the details of it, because I don't have time for that. Like, we got to talk about this shit. This shit is huge. Okay. This shit is huge. And y'all may have heard me say that before. Hint, hint. Right? Mm-hmm. And we see what's going on in the world now. Right? Okay, talked about the Saturn-Pluto conjunction this past January, and I told y'all all the way, like, almost a year ago how huge that shit was. This shit coming in May is huge, y'all. Okay, we got another one. All right? So, let's get into that right after this commercial break. <laughs> all right, everybody. Let's get into it. So, everybody got your notepads out. If you don't. Pause this. Pause this because you're going to want to have your notepads. Um, I didn't take a bunch of notes, but you're going to want to. Trust me. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, I'm going um, to be talking kind of fast um, also so that, you know, just be prepared to pause this if you need to, you know, catch up with what you're writing and all of that good stuff. But um, I'm going to fly through a lot of these um interplanetary events because I really, really, really want to dive in as much as possible to this main event that's coming um, actually next week. All right. So first date, May 3rd. Here we go. May 3rd. And this is actually um, an event that ties into the main event that I want to talk about. So I'm actually come back and talk a little bit about this too. Um, But that is a square between Venus and Neptune. Okay. So Venus Squares Neptune at 11.52 p.m. Eastern. Remember, Eastern times, all right? And we're going to just, yeah, I'm not going to even get into that right now. We're just going to keep going. But remember, Venus squares Neptune. That's one we're going to come back to over and over and over again. All right. That's today. Today is May 3rd. Tomorrow, Monday, we have a conjunction between the sun and Mercury at 5.41 p.m. Once again, that's a conjunction between the sun and Mercury. We've been talking about Mercury quite a bit. And that is at 5.41 p.m. tomorrow. That's Monday, May 4th. Now, I do actually want to say one thing about that. Um, It is very significant that the sun is conjunct Mercury while Mercury is direct. Because this means, and this is any time... Mercury is direct, and the sun is also conjuncting conjuncting Mercury. What that means is it's not only conjuncting Mercury, but because it's direct, it also means that Mercury is on the other side of the sun. So you have a conjunction with the sun and Mercury where Mercury can be in between us and the sun, or it can be on the other side of the sun. When it's between us and the sun, that means that Mercury is retrograde. When it's on the other side, that means it's direct. And because it's direct and it's conjunct, what that also means is, is that Mercury is pretty much at top speed right now. Mercury is the planet that is known for speed already. Okay, Mercury, the nickname for Mercury, or one of the nicknames for Mercury is Quicksilver. You know, it's that quick energy, that that information coming in like like instantly from other realms. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the speed of thoughts, right? So Mercury, the planet of thought, is at top speed right now. And it makes its exact conjunct uh, conjunction 
with the sun tomorrow. That's going to be very significant also with the rest of uh, what we have to talk about for the month. All right? All right, let's keep moving forward. Thursday, we're still in the same week. Thursday, May 7th. This is actually another pretty significant event in comparison to all of the events that are happening this month. We have a full moon in Scorpio. Okay, so I do want to talk about that for a quick second also. Um, and But before I do, I want to give you the other event that's happening that day. Mercury is making a sextile with Neptune. There's Neptune again. Okay, Neptune is definitely a major theme this month. You may have gathered that from some of the stuff Chrysalis already said. That's why I was over here taking notes while she was giving her tarot reading, y'all. Um, because it's, a lot of this stuff ties in together, like in ways that just blows my mind. So once again, Mercury sextiles Neptune. That's at 6:42 a.m. this coming Thursday, May 7th. Okay, Neptune and Mercury. Now, one of the reasons that I wanted to speak on the full moon real quick. First of all, full moons are pretty much always intense because we're talking about the moon, which deals with emotions and magic, and you know, lighting up the darkness and you know, all of that kind of stuff, right? But this particular moon, because it's in Scorpio, that is highlighting a very, very powerful theme that we have been inside of for a while now. And we're going to be there for a while. Why do I say that? Because, well, for one, I say powerful because Scorpio is ruled by the planet Pluto. Well, it's co-ruled by Pluto and Mars. But a lot of people would say the main ruling planet is Pluto. Pluto is the planet of power, the very concept of power, right? But one of the reasons that's important for me to bring this particular full moon up, being in Scorpio, is because we've been in a very strong Scorpio theme, specifically relating around the idea of one of two extremes. I'm going to say that again. We have been experiencing a very, very, like, vivid theme here recently and even not so recently of one of two extremes intense energy in either one of two major directions that are like completely opposite of one another have you noticed when you look around out here in the world right now with all of this stuff that's going on especially on social media because a lot of us are online more now than ever before you know a lot of us are at home now more than ever before we're getting online we're all on social media we're on facebook we're on instagram have you noticed that people are in like complete opposition of one another in ways that are more extreme now than ever before this is going to be intensified this thursday okay and leading up to this thursday so be ready for that be ready for that, all right? The full moon in Scorpio is this Thursday, May 7th, all right? On top of Mercury sextiling Neptune. Now, Mercury sextiling Neptune is actually going to help us out a little bit with that, but I just, you know, I don't have time to get into all that. But just know we do got a little bit of support in the area, but be ready for the intensity um, kicking up even more this week. It's not, it's not over, and it's going to kick up even way more the following week, all right? In a, in a specific way, we're going to get to that. All right, so... Everybody good on Thursday? Let's jump to Saturday, May 9th. May 9th, we got a trine between Mercury and Pluto. There's Pluto again, 
but we like trines. Whenever we have a trine between two uh, two uh, celestial bodies, we like that. All right. But once again, that's Mercury showing up. And once again, that's Pluto showing up. So these are very, very powerful themes that are just like coming at us over and over and over again. All right. That is 9.17 a.m. Saturday, May 9th. All right. So if you want to know more about what a trine between Mercury and Pluto means, just just look that up and just do that for pretty much the rest of these that I'm about to give you. All right. Now, the very next day, this is key. Mother's Day. Chris has already spoke about Mother's Day. I was already planning to speak about Mother's Day also. Okay, I'm not going to come back to this. So I do want to mention some things about this because this is important. This is important. It's just not as as huge as as what I haven't gotten to yet. Mother's Day is Sunday the 10th. Okay, we got two major planetary alignments happening that day. We got a trine between, once again, Mercury. But this time it's Mercury and Jupiter making a trine. That's at 1036 a.m. Trying between Mercury and Jupiter, 10.36 a.m. The next event we got is right in the afternoon. The sun sextiles Neptune. There go Neptune again. Okay, y'all notice the themes here. Now, let's talk about this Mercury trying Jupiter. This is a day to capitalize on. You are going to want to do everything in your power to use Mother's Day to your advantage for several reasons. Um... One I'm going to mention real quick, and the others I'm going to get into in a minute. One of the reasons that is is very, very key for us to capitalize on Mother's Day energy is because, remember that full moon that I just spoke about on Thursday? Um, Thursday, what was that, the 7th, right? That is bringing a lot of intensity to the extremeness of what's going on. So it's very likely that we can get thrown off pretty much from that day forward. All right. But Mother's Day is going to be pretty much the last opportunity that we have to. Like really, really capitalize on setting the direction of where a lot of our stuff is headed in terms of like Chris has talked about, you know, what we're creating, you know, the emotional, um, the use of emotion to manifest your stuff. Like it's going, it's a theme that's going to play out for the rest of the month, but there's a huge turning point that happens the day after mother's day. And that's leading up into a very, very intense week. Um, Sunday the 10th through Saturday the 16th, that's that's the huge week for this month. That's 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 the huge whammy. Okay? So, Sunday the 10th, that's like I mean, really really all of this week that we're already in. Like by the time you hear this podcast, if it's still like the first between the 3rd and the 9th, <laughs> <laughs> you want to do everything in your power to gather the materials you need. Especially before Thursday, the full moon. Why do I say that? Because when the moon is increasing in light, that means that is the period of the month for you to gather things, for you to increase what you have. Once the moon hits full moon position and then it starts losing light, going back towards new moon position, that is more so the time to release things, to get rid of things. Okay? So after Thursday the 7th, that's, 
I mean, we're going to get into how to strategically use some of this other stuff. So it's not like completely uh, one sided. But for the most part, in the grand scheme of things, long term, that's it. That's it for this month. Okay. Now, Mother's Day is one of those key points where you can you can throw some magic in there and make some shit happen. But another reason why Mother's Day is the day that I'm saying, like, you know, like you really, really want to use that energy is because the very next day, Saturn goes retrograde. Not only does Saturn go retrograde, but we have a Mercury transit into Gemini. Mercury is at home in Gemini, which a lot of people may immediately think, oh, well, that's great, though. We, we like it when a planet's in its home sign, right? Yes, typically we do. However, however, <laughs> that's Chris Liz's favorite word. However, <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there would agree with me that right now we kind of have had a little bit much of the the Gemini energy, the the information overload. A lot of people are on information overload right now. You're like, oh my god, I need a break. Like this shit is too much. Can I breathe? Like, can, like turn off the news, turn off social media. I need to get away from all of this shit. Like to get myself together because goddamn, right? When Mercury goes into Gemini, that shit's gonna amp up more too. Okay, on the same day. That Saturn goes retrograde. Now, what is Saturn? We talked about Saturn quite a bit already um, in previous broadcasts. Saturn is limitation. It's karma, right? Remember, Saturn's in um, Aquarius now. I mentioned that last month. Saturn's in Aquarius now. So, um, what one of the things that that means is that even those of us who are so-called awake and woke, you know what I'm saying, and, and we got a head start on this great awakening thing, a lot of karma is coming in for us now, too. I just I just talked about that in a live broadcast that I just did the other week um, on Facebook. OK, so that's something that we got to, you know, we got to kind of face that. You know what I'm saying? We may be vibing high and things may be looking like, you know, really great in our eyes, as opposed to what a lot of other people are thinking on the other side of this, you know, one of two extremes thing. However, we do, you know, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We want to make sure we're not getting on our high horse. That's that sort of thing. Right. Another thing that's happening tomorrow, remember this is Monday the 11th, Mercury squares Mars. So the same day that Mercury has a transit, anytime Mercury has a transit in any sign, there's, there's going to be a shakeup of energy, right? Because it's changing. Yes, it's going home, but its home is Gemini, which is information. And we've already been experiencing information overload. On top of that, Mercury is squaring Mars. And we know what Mars is about, war, fighting. Y'all see where I'm going with this. I don't I don't want to get too deep because I, I said I was going to be passing all of this stuff. I'm already seeing myself getting caught up and talking about stuff that I said I wasn't going to talk too deep about. But Monday the 11th is huge. So please, please, please use Mother's Day, like I said, because after Mother's Day, and and a lot of this is going to kind of really start dying down Thursday the 7th, but Mother's Day is like another gift that you have where you can jump in, you know, work some magic, pay attention to, um, you know, the things that Jupiter is about, which is fortune, luck, you know, any of the things that's tied to information coming your way about how to capitalize on those type of things. Um, the rewards for your hard work, all that kind of stuff. Yo, put that magic in the pot 
and stir it up on Sunday the 10th on Mother's Day, all right? Because 12.09 a.m. on Monday, which is really right after midnight Sunday, so really you could consider it Sunday night, whammo, Saturn goes retrograde, okay? So that's going to throw a lot of shit to a halt, all right? Everybody with me? All right, so let's move forward to Tuesday. Tuesday is a lot lighter, um, but once again, we do have Mercury um, speaking up. So Mercury trines Saturn, okay? So once again, that's Mercury in the picture, and once again, that's Saturn. However, it is a trine, so that's actually going to help lighten some things up. Um, But then the very next day, now this is it. This is it right here. And I'm not going to dive in all the way, but I am going to mention it because I do want to, you know, make sure I'm going in order. And we're going to come back to it. May 13th. May 13th. May 13th. (laughs) (laughs) May 13th. Write that shit in big, bold block letters. Put some uh, crayons on it. Get some different color highlighters, different Sticky. sticky notes beside it. Write some stars all over it. May 13th. All right. At 2.45 a.m. Eastern on May 13th, Venus goes retrograde. I so wish I had some sound effects at this point because I would definitely be using them. Venus goes retrograde. Now, we actually also have another. This, I mean, if that's not huge enough as it is, we actually have another whammy on top of that that's happening prior to that right after midnight. That morning at 12.17 a.m., Mars enters Pisces. Ugh. Didn't you say Mars doesn't like Pisces? Mars, I don't know if it was, I think it was Mercury that I said doesn't like Pisces, but guess who else doesn't like Pisces? (laughs) (laughs) Mars is like, Mars does not like Pisces. I mean, think about it. What's Mars? Mars is fire. Mars is war. You know what I'm saying? Passion, like. Like, like, let's get it going. Like, I'm ready to move. Like, let's get started. Like, it's action. Let's, like, let's, let's come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Imagine, you know, that type of energy, like, at the bottom of the ocean. So instead of talking underwater, we're fighting underwater. Oh. Basically. <laughs> or we're, we're trying to fight <laughs> underwater. The fighting ain't, ain't really happening that well. Um, but, yeah, you can you just imagine, like, two armies. Um, that would normally be fighting on land at the bottom of the ocean trying to do the same thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, that, we don't like that. On top of the fact that Pisces deals with what else? Illusion, okay? Mm. And have we not seen enough of that already? Already. And I've been talking about Neptune already in this broadcast, mm. enough as it is also. So that, once again, is bringing in the energy of Neptune, illusion, um, the mist, you know, not knowing what's going on, like all of that stuff, right? So... The planet of war is entering the sign of illusion. I know. I know. I've, you know, a lot of people are like, well, damn, we already been there. Well, this, that's part of what I'm saying. Like, this shit is about to amp up. Okay? This shit is about to amp up more. And I know Chris said that, uh, you know, this month was was straightforward. Um, and, it's, and it's also, I don't know if she actually said this verbatim, but she said that she spoke about how, you know, you can capitalize off of some things. But that's if you know what's going on. That's if you know when these alignments are happening, when to do what, when not to do the other stuff. Okay, so May 13th, I'm coming back to that. Okay, but that is huge. All right. So I'm going to do my best to fly through the rest of this stuff. Oh, and real quick. um, This is the period where the retrogrades are are coming in again, y'all. So that's a whole nother thing. Like the 
the first part of this year up until pretty much now, you know, we haven't really had a lot of retrograde energy. You know, that's actually been one of the blessings considering all that's been going on. Like, just imagine if we had had a ton of retrograde energy on top of that. Like, that shit, whew. Like, I don't even want to ask you, can you imagine? You know what I'm saying? However, the rest of the year, the retrogrades are starting to amp up now. On yeah. top of the fact that Mars retrograde is coming later in the year also. Okay, so look out for October. That was just, you know, that's an extra gem I'm throwing in there. I've, I've talked about Venus and Mars before and the fact that they're both going retrograde this year so here we are with the um with the venus retrograde so we just saw that saturn with retrograde monday the 11th earlier that same week now here we are with venus going retrograde that wednesday the 13th and then guess what we had the next day jupiter goes retrograde so that's three retrogrades starting all in one week the same week of Mother's Day. No wonder relationships are going to be turned upside down. That's, that's why I was about to walk out the room <laughs> <laughs> when you said the relationship card was reversed. I was just like, I'm done. I'm, I don't even want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also why I ain't need to take no notes like that. Because when I saw that this was happening, I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to be talking about this the whole time. So... It's yeah, it's a lot, y'all. So three retrogrades starting all the same week, same week of Mother's Day. Mother's Day, I reiterate, Mother's Day. That's it. Like use Mother's Day as best you can, as much as you can, for the upliftment of everything that you got going on, and as as best you can, even before this Thursday, which is the full moon in Scorpio. Gather, 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 gather your resources. Okay, write the stuff down to make it like at least manifest on paper, all right, in regards to what you want to be working on, what you want to happen for yourself, because once this Venus retrograde gets started, Venus does not go direct until June 25th. I'm going to say that again. Venus does not go direct. And remember, after it goes direct, it still has to pass that same path that, same path that it went over backwards again before it passes the point that it originally went retrograde. And it doesn't even go direct until June 25th. It doesn't pass its back-end shadow, which was the point it originally went retrograde. It doesn't do that until July 29th. That's almost August, people. But before my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Christmas gets to have a birthday this year. (laughs) We're very excited about that. She's missed like three, four years of birthdays now. (laughs) Because of these these eclipses and all kind of other shit. All right. But me, on the other hand, now it's my turn to not have a birthday. Because Mars is going to be retrograding on my birthday. So I don't even want to talk about that. (laughs) But... (laughs) But yes, that's what we're looking at, y'all. Retrogrades are beginning, and they are beginning strong, okay? Venus in particular, that's that's not going direct all the way until the end of June. And we're still going to be experiencing the shadow energy all the way to the end of July. That's just Venus alone, okay? That's not even talking about Saturn. That's not talking about Jupiter. That's not talking about Mars coming later, okay? So, let's take a breath. Everybody take a breath. Because I'm still coming back to Venus. I ain't done talking about Venus. Venus is the one. Venus is in front stage right now. Front stage center. Okay, but we're going to come back. So I gotta, I'm going to fly through the rest of this stuff. I know I said I was going to do that. 
and it don't really seem like I've been doing that. Yeah, she has, y'all. But um, it or not. trust me, with with everything I'm looking at, I'm I'm doing that. Okay, so so where was that? We were at uh, the 14th, Thursday the 14th. Jupiter goes retrograde. That's 10:32 a.m. Okay, Friday the 15th. We have a trine between the sun and Pluto. Thank the angels. Thank the angels for that. Okay, remember we like trines. We definitely want to see some trines going on with Pluto right now. So the sun and Pluto trining. Just look it up. Just look it up. Okay, next week. Uh, the week after that one, I mean. 17th, Sunday the 17th, we have another trine between the sun and this time Jupiter. So we, we definitely want to see trines with Jupiter also. Okay, so sun trying Jupiter, look that up. That's 17th at 1240 p.m. All right, let's go forward. The 20th, shout out to all my Geminis. It's your birthday. We are in Gemini season as of May 20th. Sun enters Gemini at 949 a.m. Shout out to my Geminis. All right, we also have Venus squaring Neptune that same day, 7.03 p.m. So look up. What it means for a square to be happening between Venus and Neptune, that's going to be on that day, the very same day that the sun changes seasons again. Now we are in Gemini season. Once again, amping up that informational energy, okay? If we haven't been on information overload yet, you might be on information overload even before then, but definitely by then. Because now we got Mercury and the sun. As of that day, we're going to have Mercury and the sun in Gemini. The sun joins Mercury in this in Mercury's home sign of Gemini. All right. Friday, the 22nd, we got a new moon. So guess where the new moon is? Once again, Gemini. Anytime we have a new moon, we know the moon is in the same exact degree in the same sign as the sun. So the sun just went into Gemini. So now the new moon is coming in um, in Gemini at the very beginning of Gemini because the sun just went in there. We got some other stuff going on that day. This is actually a very powerful day for us to use, just like I talked about how we can use um, Mother's Day. Um, this is another very powerful day that we can use if we are careful. Okay, it's, 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 this one's tricky. Okay, so remember, the moon is a new moon in Gemini, right? But we also have Mercury conjuncting Venus that day. This is tied into the Venus retrograde, and it's also tied into the date that I told you I was going to come back to um, the third, which is actually today. Okay. Um, and then also we have the sun trining Saturn. Well, let me give you the times. So the conjunction between Mercury and Venus is at 4.41 a.m. Then the sun is going to trine Saturn at 8.02 a.m. And then here we go with Mercury and Neptune again. Mercury is squaring Neptune. At 11.43 a.m. All right. Remember that Venus squaring Neptune. Okay. Because I said that before. Y'all remember? I'm sorry. I said Mercury squaring Neptune. I apologize. All right. So we got Venus squaring Neptune on the 3rd. Mercury squaring Neptune on the 22nd. All right. Everybody good with that? Now. Um, what else, what else, what else? The, oh, real quick, the the Venus squaring Neptune, the second one, I just mentioned that. That was on the same day that the sun entered Gemini. So that's the repeat. I don't know if anybody caught that, but that's actually the one that I said 
is uh, that's tied to the, the Venus retrograde. So we got the Venus square Neptune on the third. Then Venus goes retrograde on the 13th. Then we got Venus squaring Neptune again on the 20th. But on that day, Venus is retrograde squaring Neptune. All right. Everybody caught that. This is why I said I was going to go back over those two. Because we're going to see that again later on, not this month, but further in the future. Okay, so those are those are going to total three hits where Venus squares Neptune. But the first one is today. And the second one is the week after Venus goes retrograde. And it is going to be a little while before we see it again because it's squaring Neptune right after it went retrograde and right before it went retrograde. So that means that after that second time it squares Neptune on the 20th, it's got to go retrograde all the way back towards the beginning of Gemini. Go direct and then go all the way forward again across that same path a third time. And then... Right before the shadow ends, like I said, the shadow ends on July 29th, Venus is going to square Neptune a third time on July 27th. These are extremely key dates, and they're all three tied into Venus retrograde. Remember that, okay? Let's move forward. Okay, I was at the new moon on the 22nd, right? So let's, um, let's be mindful of how to use this new moon. Okay, we talked about the full moon. Now we got the new moon in Gemini. The new moon, once again, is all about clearing things out. This is where it's going to be absolutely clear whether you like it or not. You might be pushing it away, but that's part of the point that I'm, I'm about to make right here. You are going to want to pay attention to what the universe is telling you to drop in terms of information. Information overload, okay? This is a very... This is a very good time to um, to dismiss information because it's going to be it's going to be more evident to you what to turn your attention away from if it, if it isn't already. I mean, a lot of us may already feel like, OK, we know. But then at the same time, we may be feeling like, well, we got to kind of look still. You know, we got to look over here. We got to look over there. We kind of we kind of got to look at the the um, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um we want to get like a 360 view of everything to get a to get the biggest chance to understand what's going on because there's so much information coming in from so many different direction, directions saying so many different things right and we want to kind of like have the best understanding that we possibly can this new moon is going to be all about okay now it's time to really like 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 really seriously let go of some of the information that we're getting from certain sources and from certain directions, okay? Because if you don't do it then, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass big time, okay? So that's the energy that you want to focus on um, that type of strategic approach, okay? Okay, moving forward. Got to keep going. Memorial Day. Now we're in the week following. All right, so this is May 25th. We're getting towards the end of the month now. Memorial Day, we have a sextile between Mars and Uranus. We haven't really mentioned Uranus like that yet during this, this particular uh, broadcast. Uh, we talked about Mars quite a bit. Mars is sextiling Uranus, if you're familiar with, uh, or I like to say Uranus, that's how I pronounce it. Um, Uranus, 
Uranus do. Oh, she's hating. She's just hating. Uranus deals with sudden and unexpected change. A lot of us know that now. Deals with shock value, right? Um, it deals with surprise. I talked a lot about that in my uh, recent Facebook Live as well, right? Um, now Mars lining up with with Uranus, that may that may kind of like you know have you a little nervous, like oh shit, what does that mean, right? But this is actually a very powerful um, alignment that's in our favor. We don't have a whole lot of them this month. But that's one of them. So Mother's Day is one. Remember that one. Uh, the new moon is kind of like one. The one I just talked about. That one's that one's just going to take some more strategic uh, effort, though. But the 25th, Mars sextile Uranus. Look, this, you want to put a bunch of stars by this day, too, because pretty much anything you try to do that day is going to work. And we need shit like that right now. With everything that's going on, Venus is going to be like definitely well within its retrograde by the end. But um, Mars is making a statement. It's like, look, we I'm teaming up with Uranus to cause some sudden unexpected change right here. But this is the type of unexpected change that we like because Venus is already retrograde and Venus is going to be slapping a lot of us in the face. So unexpected change while that's going on. Um, in this case, means some very positive and beneficial things. So, um, like I said, anything that you try that day, you know, don't don't play small that day. Play big. Play huge. Okay. Um, the stuff that you're gonna like put into the universe, that's gonna be a huge. Like last last month, I don't remember what date it was, but I was saying that it was like the probably the biggest month. I mean, the biggest date out of the month to use your magic and work some rituals, and and you'll like. Reap the rewards from it, right? Last month. Last month. 22nd. It was the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, the 22nd of last month. Now, lo and behold, this is just a quick sidebar. It just so happened. Y'all know about the, the stay-at-home concert that they threw to try to get everybody to, like, be looking at the concert at the same time with all these superstars? Guess what date that ended up falling on? That same day mm-hmm. that was perfect for the rituals. I ain't going to get into all that, you know. I'm just throwing that in there for those who can catch what I'm saying. So once again, we got another date like that um, this month. That date is May 25th. All right. Now that alignment happens specifically at um, or goes exact at 2.48 a.m. That's Eastern time. So I know a lot of y'all know how to use that. You know, my students and some other people that are, you know, uh, more advanced into magic, you know, to like take advantage of that energy like before, like right before the exact alignment hits. So just so you know when that is, 2.48 a.m. So really you're looking at um, using the night before. So Sunday night after midnight, like before 2.40 or so. All right. Pretty much anything you're going to try is going to work. Go big. Play big. All right. Last uh, last alignment I want to speak on. Well, this isn't actually an alignment per se, um, but Mercury. Mercury is transitioning again. So Mercury actually makes two transitions this month. It just went into uh, Gemini. What date was that? That was, looking back, looking back, the 11th, right? And then no more than two weeks and two days later, now it's moving into Cancer already. Because remember, I told y'all Mercury was at top speed, right? So Mercury is now on the 28th of May entering the sign of Cancer at 2.09 p.m. So what is that going to um, do? I do want to talk about this for a quick second. Um, 
because cancer is a is an energy that I've been talking a lot about in regards to helping to harmonize and balance out all of this energy we've been experiencing from the Saturn Pluto alignment that happened in January that also included the Sun and Mercury, right? For those of y'all that's been watching um listening to the podcast, um, y'all know that those four those four celestial bodies lined up all together, right? Um, but that put a lot of weight in Capricorn. And I've been telling everybody that the way that we balance that out is go to the other side, give energy and attention to the other side, which is cancer in the home. Lo and behold, here we all are, right? So with Mercury entering Capricorn, I mean, uh, cancer on the 28th, that means that now is going to be a lot more um, consideration about the home and a lot more understanding about why giving our attention to the home has been so important. So if you ain't figured that shit out by now, <laughs> know that on the 28th, it's going to make a lot more sense to you. I suggest you, if you haven't figured it out by now, I suggest you figure it out before that happens. Because if you don't figure it out before that happens, the universe is going to force you to understand. Y'all like, y'all, y'all see what I'm saying? I hope, I hope that's hitting home. Like you don't want the universe to have to force you to understand something. That's where hard lessons and shit come in. Okay, so the 28th, 2.09 p.m., Mercury goes into Cancer. (sighs) Okay, now, let's talk about this Venus retrograde. This is a very intense Venus retrograde, y'all. If you remember, the last Mercury retrograde that we had was in Scorpio. If I'm not mistaken, right? Let me check my, hold on. Let me check my ephemeris real quick. Uh, Cause it's been a while. Where we in? We're in May. So Mercury, Mercury. So we had Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. Let's see. Pisces. Okay, so yeah, I was thinking water signs. So it was in Pisces, went backwards into Aquarius. Then it went direct in Aquarius and back into Pisces. But if you go one retrograde prior to that, this is the one I was thinking about. This was like late last year. The last the the one previous to that was in the sign of Scorpio. Some of y'all may remember that particular Mercury retrograde, because that was the one that was like super, super, super intense, right? Mercury had traveled all the way through Scorpio, got to the end of Scorpio. Just before it changed signs, it went retrograde. Or just before it was approaching um, the next sign, it went retrograde. So then it went retrograde at the end of Scorpio, went back all the way through Scorpio again. I remember that. Backwards. You remember that? Mm-hmm. That shit was intense. Mm-hmm. And remember, Scorpio's a sign of intensity, mm-hmm. right? So it went all the way retrograde, all the way back towards the beginning of Scorpio. Then it turned around, went all the way back through Scorpio again. Venus is doing something similar. Venus is not changing signs the entire time it's retrograde. So it's uh, it's it's going direct, like around, I want to say the fifth degree of Gemini. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to keep looking up at my ephemeris table and wasting time. But basically, we're looking at the same thing. But this time is Venus is the planet we're talking about. Gemini is the sign. So Venus entered Gemini a while back, like at the end of uh, 
uh, March, like so, like around the end of March before April started, and then we've had Venus in Gemini the entire month of April. So it's it's been traveling like through Gemini. It's made quite a ways through Gemini. Now it's about to go retrograde on the thirteenth, and it's going to travel all the way back until it reaches like degree five of um, Gemini. Going to go direct on June twenty fifth. And it's going to travel all the way through. So remember, I said Mercury was the fast-moving planet, right? So with Venus doing this similar thing, this similar type of movement where it reaches towards the end of Gemini, goes retrograde, goes all the way back through Gemini backwards, goes direct, goes all the way through Gemini again, it's taking a lot longer for Venus to do this than it, is, than it took for Mercury to do it in Scorpio. So we're going to be experiencing this type of retrograde energy with Venus stuff which we're about to get into for a much longer time than we had that intense ass time last year with mercury and scorpio so what is venus stuff money this is another reason why i told y'all i was about to walk out the room right when um chrysalis brought up the relationship <laughs> card reverse i had i had a similar moment before she even got to that because what did she bring up before that she brought up character she brought up the page of pentacles, the headstrongness and the stubbornness. What sign does Venus rule, y'all? <laughs> the bull. The bull. <laughs> That's why she said she was sure I was going to talk about oh, it. Oh, my goodness. And it's also my my sign. That's my ruling uh, planet. Not my sign. My ruling planet um, is Venus. So so it does rule Libra as well. But as far as the character. I love y'all, but y'all get on my nerves. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, better with Taurus male than and Taurus women, I be wanting to fight Taurus women. Oh my goodness! <laughs> It'd be the only side I be wanting. To only side. Is that is that your uh, is is that your uh? Damn, I thought I took notes on that part. You said something about um, fighting and relationships. Oh and goodness! Oh, that is that that's that coming out. It's the oh yeah, it's the Taurus women. Y'all are the only ones I be wanting to fight. I'd be like, dang, but Taurus men, y'all a little bit better. Oh my goodness. Well, maybe I shouldn't. My Padrino. It's it's opposite for me. <laughs> it's opposite for me. I love Taurus women. It's these Taurus men that I'll be like, okay, I'm done with you. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't. True. I, I can't talk it. to you. I can't talk to you because they throat shot gonna be all jacked up, yo. I'm like, yo, like, get it together. Anyway, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna be nice. We're gonna yes, we we're are. gonna be nice because Ven- nice. Venus is about to go retrograde. <laughs> So we're gonna be nice. I love all y'all. It's just some of y'all I can pinpoint certain shit that annoys me. I be trying to be patient. I work. Y'all teach me the lesson of patience. That's okay. what I appreciate. So I'm a I'm a I'm gonna think of something nice to say for Taurus Men next <laughs> in the next broadcast. In the next next month. In the next broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I can make up for this. Okay. But getting back to the getting back on point. So Chrysalis brought this up. She brought up a few things that made me roll my eyes. Right. She brought up character. She brought up um, character development specifically. Taurus is a sign of character. All the earth signs are associated with character. Right. But she also brought up being headstrong and stubborn. Ooh. If that don't say Taurus, if 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 character development and. <laughs> And in addition to being headstrong and stubbornness, if that don't say Taurus, I don't know what does. That's got Taurus written all over it, okay? 
So Venus rules Taurus. Taurus is is all up in Chrysalis's uh, tarot spread for the month. So go back to those notes and then look at what I'm saying about Venus being retrograde, and you'll see how a lot of this ties in to what she already said. Um, she also brought up the Page of Cups and the Queen of Cups. You know, we, I touched on that, you know, talking about, you know, Neptune as much as I have, which we're about to get into a little bit of that again as well, because um, after I finish, you know, kind of going into what Venus is about, we're going to tie in those other dates a little bit um, in regards to how Neptune is involved. So what else is Venus about? We talked about money, character, right? What else is it about? Resources. Once again, I said, get your resources, yo, before this Thursday, the 7th, what's that, the 7th? Yes. Stock up on your resources. Like, if you got another check coming later and you can, like, like move around your, your budget and your plans as far as, like, what to purchase when, make your resources the purchases that you're purchasing now. Right. Well, I mean, if, if you follow the advice of last month, why in the sky about budgeting and not tricking off your stimulus checks. <laughs> this is why. This is why. <laughs> this is why. This is what we were leading up to. All right. And I knew then that Venus retrograde was coming. We just didn't have time to talk about it last month like that. But um but yes, we're here now. Venus retrograde, Saturn retrograde, Jupiter retrograde, get your resources. All right? If you have a bunch of resources, it's okay to get more. Because we don't know what's coming. Remember, Neptune is all over this shit, too. And it's all about uncertainty, illusion, and all of that good stuff. All right? So get your resources. All right. Something else that's really important to talk about with Venus. Because a lot of people miss this when it comes to Venus. Venus is about our morals. So this ties into character also. But it's about our morals and our values. So we're not just talking about money when we say values or valuables. Right? We're talking about, like, what do you stand for? You know what I'm saying? We're seeing a lot of shit fall right now all over the planet in terms of old, outdated shit, old, outdated systems, institutions, you know, the the economics, um, like everything, yo, everything is finally crumbling. A lot of people are excited about that. Right. But like, really, this is going to be a point where we have like a couple months, like three months, really, um, where we really are being forced to dig in and reevaluate what our value system is on all levels. Okay. When we talk about this, these terms right and wrong. And I, you know, I tell a lot of people how, you know, I don't really believe in right and wrong and that sort of thing. Like if you have a hard time with that concept of, you know, throwing away the idea of right and wrong, at least figure out why you think something is right or why you think something is wrong. Like this is the time to be analyzing that type of stuff. All right. It's time to go in and really assess why we stand for what we stand for. What exactly do we stand for? Are we willing to change that? Because if we are willing to change that, even if that's in our subconscious, it's going to be revealed to you that you are willing to change it. And so this is your period to figure out if you are changing that type of stuff, what type of changes you need to be making. Okay. now, what else does Venus deal with? It deals with personal possessions, your belongings, okay? Things that you feel like you own. Like when you say, this is mine, okay, what what is it that you're saying is yours? Why, why is that thing 
in the category of being something you own. Because that's, that's something that's changing up a lot, too, already, right? We're seeing that all over the place. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people think they own other people, don't they? All right? And we're seeing a lot of the, the elite and a lot of the um, the so-called powers. I like to say powers that used to be, right? We're seeing all of this shit falling, right? But that's because their shit wasn't in order in regards to their morals and their and their values, Right. So we're actually this is this is the the aspect of Venus retrograde that a lot of us are going to like because the you know, we say Babylon is falling or however we want to put it. Venus retrograde in a lot of ways is actually going to speed that up. So this is something that we can look forward to in regards to Venus retrograde. But just please be mindful that on an individual level for all of you listening is going to affect your own personal values. Also, your own personal morals. Okay, as well as your resources and your money. A lot of us are trying to figure out what's going on with this money right now. You know, um, where it's coming in from, you know, how much we're going to get. The entire economic system is like completely having a makeover. So that's another thing that Venus retrograde is going to help with. You know, we may not see the results of that as fast as we want to because of what retrograde energy is um, like, how it's set up, just retrograde energy in general. However, by the end of this retrograde, for with Venus specifically, and as it begins to move forward, especially after it passes its uh, last shadow point on July 29th, stuff is going to look real good financially if we are doing the work during the retrograde period. So please remember that rewards come from work. All right. So let's get to work, y'all. All right. So something else I want to point out about the Venus retrograde. Um, and actually, before I get to that, I want to mention this real quick because I'm not going to go into the I talked a lot about the Taurus side of it, of Venus. Um, I'm not going to really I don't really feel the need to get into the Libra aspect of it because Chrysler's actually touched on that a lot when she talked about the relationships. So everything Chrysler said about relationships. <laughs> <laughs> just know that's what you need to be. I co-sign <laughs> because of this Venus retrograde. All right. And remember, Venus is retrograde in Gemini, so the communication aspect of the relationships is even more paramount than it would be if Venus was retrograding in a different sign. So please be careful about the way you talk to people. Please, please, please choose your words carefully. Think about how somebody might feel uh, hearing you say certain things if you're not, you know... Uh, taking into consideration your word choice like you may should okay um yeah so yeah everything she said multiply that by a thousand based on what the planets are saying all right um but i want to i want to kind of take a quick sidebar and then i want to get back to those um venus neptune squares so one thing that's interesting about where Venus and Mercury, remember, we've been talking about Mercury a lot, too. Mercury and Venus um, right now are in what we call mutual reception. So what does that mean? Now, it's not going to be that case by the time Venus goes retrograde, but it is that case now. So we entered into this month's energy with Venus and Mercury in mutual reception. What that means is that right now, at the time of this broadcast, and up until... May, what date was that? 11th, when Venus, when uh, Mercury changes signs, when it goes into Gemini. Up until that date, Mercury is in one of Venus's home signs. Venus 
is in one of Mercury's home signs. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Venus, remember, Venus is in Gemini. Mercury is in Taurus. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) So that is another reason why y'all heard Chris was talking about character and character development and headstrong and stubbornness and all of that kind of stuff, right? Um, that's that's actually going to be very interesting when it comes to the idea of like killing the codependency, which was another thing that she talked about. Um, because all of this stuff is like layered, so we got like cake, we got a cake with with layers of shit, all in the same cake. So you're not gonna get your slice of cake with all of the layer without all of the layers in. So keep that in mind. So when we're talking about um killing the codependency, understand that you're gonna have you may have to face some some being headstrong and and being stubborn, right? And letting go of that in order to kill the codependency. So all of that's wrapped up in one, especially for Taurus people, all right? But this is about everybody. It's just that Tauruses may have an even more difficult time with that. They're probably rolling their eyes at me right now. Um, But that's okay. That's okay. I love y'all. So I'm not worrying about thinking nothing nice to say until next month. <laughs> yeah, cause yeah, cause Libras are indecisive. Remember? Yeah, yeah we can't decide. So Why not you defended yourself. I though? mean, I did defend myself. You wasn't in the room at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you walked out the room. But um, but yes, I'm going to take forever to decide on something nice to say about about my Taurus brother. I got salt all in my face right now. But it's all good. I'm just, you know, I'm making this fun. This is we want this to be fun. This we want this to be light, you know, entertaining. We need that. We need that right now. So we're we're having well, the world needs it. Oh, the world needs it. So we're having fun. You know, we're having fun here. But um just to just to kind of finalize my point about this mutual reception idea, right? That's actually um a very good thing in a sense. Like, you know, I mean we we use the term good per se, right? But it's it's something that we can we get excited about, right? With all of this weight coming, with what Venus is bringing, because Venus deals with a lot of different things. It rules two different signs. So anything that has to do with Libra and anything that has to do with Taurus, Venus is about all of those, all of that stuff. Double trouble. Double trouble. So anytime we have a planet in mutual reception, it's kind of like saying, well, Venus isn't at home. So it may be kind of struggling a little bit with what it's doing. And Mercury also is not at home. So it's in an area that's not like it doesn't feel like it's, you know, like it has all its tools and it knows what to do. It may be struggling a little bit, but because they have this kind of like overlapping, like backwards thing going on where one planet is in the other's home sign and then the other planet is in that planet's home sign. Does you, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like they're supporting each other, like they can kind of like phone each other, especially with one of the planets being Mercury. Like that's the telephone. You know what I'm saying? So you can think of it as like, okay, Venus and, and Mercury can kind of phone each other up right now and be like, all right, I don't understand what's going on over here in your house. Can you like give me some suggestions <laughs> on what to do? Can you give me like some direction? Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't have all this incense and shit over in, in my house, you know, but I see you got like incense and salt lamps and stuff. I ain't used to that. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And then, you know, Venus can instruct or at least help, you know, support 
Mercury with what to do in the home of Venus while Venus isn't there. Same thing. Venus is over there and Gemini like, um, it's kind of loud in here. Can you like, how do you manage all of this shit coming in at once? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I got, you know, like 10 channels on coming from different t- 10 different TVs. I can't figure out how to work your remote and turn this shit off. Like what the fuck? So then Mercury can come in and say, well, oh, that's because you're not looking at it this way. If you look at it this way, this is how you manage that. This is how you manage that. So that's kind of how that works. So the other thing that comes along with that, though, you got this. You already got this support system going on, right, between these two different energies, Mercury and Venus, Gemini and Taurus, right? But on top of that, you got a whole lot more support than you would normally have going on if it were, say, another planet that didn't rule two signs. Because remember, Mercury rules two whole signs. Venus rules two whole signs. So not only do you have two planets in mutual reception, both of the planets that are in mutual reception rule two signs on their own. That's a lot of support happening right now. Okay? So we can use that. So remember, Mercury deals with all things Gemini, all things Virgo. We didn't really talk about Virgo a lot. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned, I don't think I mentioned Virgo at all yet, um, this particular episode. But just to run over Virgo stuff real quick, Virgo deals with health because that's, I mean, you know, I think it's kind of obvious, you know, uh, goes without saying that health is extremely important right now. Okay, so Mercury rules the sign of health. The sign of health is Virgo. Virgo also deals with our daily routine. That's what we're all figuring out right now, what our daily routine can even be and what it's going to be in the long haul, right? So just remember, all things Virgo, all things Taurus, that's Venus. I mean, I'm sorry. All things, see, now the mutual reception got my stuff going wacko in my brain. (laughs) All things Virgo and all things Taurus. See, I did it again. I'm thinking about earth signs. I apologize, y'all. <laughs> They're both earth signs. That's what's that's what's that's what's got me slipping up. Okay, let me try it one more time. All things Taurus. Let's start with Taurus. Maybe maybe because maybe because I was picking on y'all. Maybe that's why this is happening. So let me give my Taurus. You didn't say nothing nice. Okay, this is my something nice. I'm gonna start with Taurus because perhaps that will help me get back on track. Oh, that was nice. Okay. All things Taurus and all things Libra, see, I got it, deal with Venus, okay? All things Gemini and all things Virgo deal with Mercury. So that means that all things Gemini and all things Virgo and all things Taurus and all things Libra, all four of those energies or all four of those universes full of different types of energy, are supporting each other right now. That's huge. And that is the energy that we are in leading up to the Venus retrograde. Okay, y'all, we wrapping it up. This is the last thing I want to say. We're getting back into those other dates that I told y'all I was going to come back to that ties into the Venus retrograde. Okay, if you need to take a breath, pause this, take a breath, you know, get yourself together. I know we've talked about a lot. All right, but here we go. So once again, those dates are May 3rd, May 20th, and then all the way forward to July 27th. Okay, that's 
two whole months away, almost three months away. Okay. So remember the event was a square between Venus and Neptune. So of course Venus, I mean, that's the main thing we've been talking about, right? The Venus retrograde. Squares, eh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's put it this way. A lot of people don't like oppositions because they feel like oppositions is like the most difficult aspect for two celestial bodies to have because they're like completely on opposite sides of the zodiac, right? Kind of like this tug of war thing going on with Earth in the middle, right? Me personally, I actually feel like squares are are more are the most difficult because at least with the opposition, you sharing the same pole. You got something in common, or you wouldn't be sharing the same pole. So, like, for instance, hot and cold, you may feel like those are two opposites. They don't get along, but they agree on the fact that they're temperature. You know what I'm saying? They're talking about temperature, whether it's hot or cold. Temperature is the theme that that um, is universal between the two. So that's that's how I look at oppositions. It's like, well, no, like, oppositions are are very similar, right, in that sense, because they're opposite. But a square, square is 90 degrees. A square is like, I'm coming in one direction. Somebody else is coming in a direction where we can't even see each other. I can't see you at all. Like if you if you use the analogy, like let's say let's use the metaphor of like a person. Like let's say you draw like a stick figure on a piece of paper, right? And it's a two dimensional figure, right? Because it's on a piece of paper. If you got one of those stick figures, let's say you got two different stick figures, and they're coming, they're like going forward in their respective directions. But you got one going west and then you got one going north. Right? You got one going west and you got one going north. Now they're 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 getting closer to each other. They're coming together like to meet at the same point. But if one's going west and one's going north, you can't even see the other one. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. You can't see it at all. Right. So like y'all ain't on the same page at all. So that's that's a square, right? This is why um, Aquarius. Now, of course, you know we're not getting into like the details of people's natal charts or nothing like that. But you know how people say, like, "Well, I don't get along with this sign. I don't get along with that sign." This it's is not that it's not that simple. But generally speaking, if we're just talking about sun sign energy, this is why Aquarius is going to have a very difficult time with Scorpios. This is why Scorpios are going to have a very difficult time with Le- with uh, Leos. Leos, generally speaking, are going to very. I have a very difficult time with Tauruses, <laughs> right? Same thing goes with uh, Aries and Cancer, mm. Cancer and Libra. Le- mm, I see what you, you see. What I'm yeah. saying? That's 90 degrees. Yeah. Le- Libra and Capricorn, mm-hmm. but right? Goes back to the relationships and cultivating cultivating that's, relationships. That's where you're seeing all the conflict. All the conflict is coming. Yes, it's coming from these squares. Mm -hmm. It's coming from, but this square specifically because of the fact that it's dealing with Venus. Venus is squaring, um, and not only is it a square with Venus, it's a square with Venus and Neptune, the sign of illusion, Pisces, which Chrysalis also brought up in her tarot spread Mm -hmm. when she was talking about the Queen of Cups. That's why I rolled my eyes. I almost fell out my chair when she said that. She said Queen of Cups, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, am I going to even need to talk at all? (laughs) So Venus is squaring Neptune, y'all. Neptune is the planet of illusion, okay? 
and you got the planet that's going retrograde that has to do with all the stuff that I just finished talking about with the Venus retrograde. You got that planet squaring with the planet of illusion three times, but two times in just this month alone, right before the retrograde starts, and again with Venus going backwards right after the retrograde starts. Do y'all see do y'all see what I'm saying? Y'all see what I mean when I say this shit is like this shit is huge. Okay, so let's keep in mind that the last time I said that um, in a major way was the alignment that happened in January. That particular alignment in January with those four planets. We're going to continue to see the outplay of that, the unfolding of that for a while at least definitely for the rest of this year and a lot of next year, at the very least, because that particular alignment only happens three times every century, every hundred years. So now this intensity that we're describing right now, everything that I just got through explaining, this is now on top of that. So we we haven't really seen this yet. We're seeing the beginning stages of it, but all of this shit going on right now that's got the world at a standstill, that's not this Venus retrograde. That's the Saturn-Pluto shit. The Saturn-Pluto-Sun-Mercury shit. That's, that's this COVID and the quarantines and, you know, Trump and, you know, the cabal falling and people not even in agreement about whether Trump is even, you know, doing anything good. Um, and then the two extremes with the Scorpio energy themes and, you know, the power and all of that, that's not even this. So now this is going to be on top of all of that. All right. So that's why I said at the very beginning of this, this shit is huge because we're about to experience an amp up. So please go back, listen to this more than once, um, you know, put your strategies together, use these dates. Set up your rituals. Remember, I said Mother's Day and the 25th. Mother's Day and the 25th. (laughs) Mother's Day and the 25th. Okay, tell your friends, tell your people, use Mother's Day and the 25th, unless they're going to look at you like you're crazy because they ain't into none of this stuff. But that's where you got to reevaluate your relationships. So, with that being said, I think I will pass it over to you, my love. How'd I do? You did wonderful. Especially did I have no notes. Hey, I think I might I might do this more often because yeah. I, I tend to flow better when I don't have no notes. Yeah. Oh I mean, some things I got to write down because there's some specific dates I got to make sure I'm, you know, on point with, like, you know, going direct and the, the shadow ending. That was important. That was That's two months away. So I want to make sure I had all that, like, right on right on my, uh, my sheet right here. But other than that, like, I can just look at my calendar and just, you know. Look at the count the dates that I've circled and circled twice and put or ten times, put, or ten times and put whirlpools in. Yeah, and, it does look like a whirlpool. Yeah. So <laughs> and just go forward with it. I think I, I think I like that that flow better. So that is all we got for May. That's definitely all I got. I'm <laughs> I'm pooped now. I'm ready to lay down. I know. I could you guys you could, I don't know if you can see him, but yeah, he ready for a nap. Um <laughs> yeah, so like I always say, we really enjoy doing the Why in the Skies. I'm loving just the, the feedback and just how much you guys are uh, sharing the podcast and uh, you know the following that we're having with this. I really, really appreciate it. And um, like I said, this month is is not so bad in terms of the way it's been, you know, January, February, but 
it is definitely a month to take stock of what you do have control of, which is your character, your behaviors, and how you relate to those around you, your relationships. And your evalu- your re-evaluations. Your evaluations and your re-evaluations. re-evaluations. Like, you definitely got control over evaluating some things. Right. I would hope so. And this is the time for it. For it, exactly. So that is it for May's. 2020's Why in the Sky. Thank you for tuning in. Again, if you want to reach us, um, you guys have been really good with that. Uh, my information, we, I put the information in the podcast in the description, but for me, you can hit up bethevibe.com, the letter B, thevibe.com. You can email me at therapeuticvibrations at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Instagram. Um, follow me on Instagram, chrysalis underscore sun, but don't DM me. I'm not doing well with the DMs. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm missing them. I'm actually going to make an announcement on there telling people not to DM me anymore. Just If you really want to have dialogue, please just email me. If you want to book an appointment uh, for reading, uh, hit me up. The reading's definitely been popping off for me with you guys. You guys have been keeping me busy with those. So I definitely appreciate that. Uh, that information can be found on my website, How to Book Me. And Shaman Hands, how can the people get a hold of you? Can they get a hold of you? You can't get a hold of me. <laughs> <laughs> He's busy, y'all. I'm so busy. Oh, my God. And Venus is about to go retrograde. Lord. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I honestly, I mean, I'll give you my contact, but, you know. My heart goes out to you because I don't know. I, I really don't know. But right now, um, man, yeah, things. I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, y'all. I'm doing a lot of stuff. Um, and Venus Retrograde is actually going to have me uh, really taking advantage of that time to do even more behind the scenes because I got a lot of stuff that I'm about to bring out that I've been working on for a long time. And I'm really excited about it. But that's why. That's that's one of the major, main reasons why. Um, I don't have any availability right now on my calendar for my website, service, uh, the services that are on my website. I'm going to give you that website uh, so you can check out what I do offer. But just please understand, if you're trying to book me for a service right now, you just you may not be able to get me right now. Um, but that website is revshawn.as.me. Rev Sean S H A W N or R E V S H A W N dot A S dot M E. My email is Shaman Hands Info S H A M A N H A N D S I N F O at gmail dot com. I'm on Facebook. A lot of people are still sending me <laughs> DM messages on Facebook. Um I, you know, I've, I've done my best to try to tell people, like, I hardly ever get those messages. Um, here recently, I've been able to actually check it more because a lot of things have, have settled down in a lot of areas. But um, once again, that's just something that I'm not able to do. Like, you know, Instagram, I get my Instagram notifications on my phone, um, but I don't have Messenger for Facebook on my phone. So uh instagram would be the better option as far as dming me so my instagram is spirit science institute um but if you just want to link with me on facebook add me if you're not you know link with me on there already it's shaman hands just simple shaman space hands on facebook i'm definitely on facebook a lot um he's actually on facebook more than i am yeah definitely check out my timeline though because i do drop i'm constantly dropping gems on my facebook timeline it's just my private message box that i don't get to look at um as often, a lot of people be messaging me. I don't get it till like a month later. Uh, so yeah, that's my email, Facebook, IG, my website. 
Yeah, that's that's it. If you got my um, if you have my phone number, text me. That's really the best way to contact me if you have it. And yeah, that's it. All right. So with that being said, y'all, you know, um, take stock of your relationships. Be nice to your friends and family. <laughs> Make sure you're communicating effectively. Check your finances and your values and be blessed. Peace. And I want to say I love my Taurus brothers. Oh. I don't be understanding what the hell y'all be talking about, but I love y'all. Is that does that work? That works. Padrino's a Taurus. He is. He just had a well, birthday. Oh yeah, Padrino. My Padrino's a Taurus. Shout out to Padrino. So hey, that's put it this way. Um, he he helped y'all out. Yeah. <laughs> He's stubborn too though. Uh, he can be. He can be stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> he can. Yeah. He can be stubborn, but he helps. He helps the Taurus's brothers uh, out a lot in my book because. Yeah. He's wonderful. He's definitely wonderful. So, hey, there you go. That was my nice comment. So, yes, I ain't, so ain't got to do it again next y'all month. Y'all didn't have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We love you and peace. Peace. peace out. <laughs>